Check, check, snowball, snowball, syphilis, syphilis. That is from Wayne's World, right? Sorry, a live version, but still. Oh, right. Tom Hanks, actually, that says that. Oh, one. right, 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 right. It's right before Aerosmith comes on. Not worthy. I, mean, I cannot wait to watch the second one. Oh, it's so good. Oh, oh, really, Jordan? I had never seen it before. Not. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I should probably get going there. All right, ready? Ready? Welcome, everyone, to a new episode of Movies and Brews, where we talk movies and we drink some brews. I'm your host, Jordan, and sitting next to me here is Daniel. I don't get, out of all the movies, we don't get, you don't get to call me Dragon Rider, Daniel. All right, right, right. Sitting next to me here is the Dragon Rider, Daniel Drago. So, yeah, today we are talking the new How to Train Your Dragon 3, The Hidden World. And I am so excited. Yes, sit back, relax, grab a drink, and... Let's ride some dragons! Cheers! Okay, well, before we get started here, let's talk about what we're drinking. This week was Daniel's week to bring in something. Daniel, what'd you bring for Drink and Tell? All right, so this week is kind of an extra special week, especially for Jordan and I. Uh, This week, I brought in a beer by Burnside Brewing, which is local in Portland, and what makes it special is they actually closed out of the blue just a couple weeks ago, Mm -hmm. so we were scrambling to get get a hold of some of the, the, the stuff that we love. So the one that I brought in was Too Sticky to Roll. Nice little red ale here oh yeah no it's, it's delicious we're yeah. sipping on it and i'm gonna miss this place you know they yeah, they're good they're, they're probably i don't know if they're necessarily my top 10 of breweries in portland but i still enjoy their beer it was a staple but i just yeah i had more more than anything i just had memories of this one because it used to work not too far from it so i'd go there like once a week with one of my co-workers and her husband we would just go hang out as a little trio and i've taken dates to this one i know they had a really nice place the last time i went was with you and we just i remember having a couple flights and so some, uh, some some food and it was great. Yeah, it, it's crazy to think. So I was there, I don't know, maybe a month and a half ago or so. Stopped in just to use the restroom. I used the restroom. Then I bought a six pack of something there. Walked out. Had no clue. It was going to be my last time I'd ever stepped foot in there. No, I mean, nobody did. They closed it out of the blue. But, but we got our hands on some stuff. So we're going to share it with each other and you guys. Burnside Brew, you will be missed. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. All right, well, before we get into our news here, let's talk about some other movies we've seen this week outside of our main one. All right, so how many did you see? Because I saw two. Well, I got two as well. You want to go first? Why don't you go first? Okay, so I'm going to start with the lesser of the two. Um, It was a Netflix movie, and I saw the trailer that they put out, and it looked fine. It was called The Breaker Uppers, and essentially these two women run this... uh, breakup service where they break up with people's significant others where it'd be boyfriends or even sometimes wives and husbands okay. which i don't know how you can actually just break up with the wife or husband it's not quite as clear. Well, kind of, what was that gene hackman movie back in the day with uh jennifer love hewitt like i don't know I'll look it up you look it up but so it had like kind of quirky similar ring to that yeah well it's not a quirky like kind of tuned to the movie and i was like all right that looks fun and i ended up watching it and it was some of the cringiest (laughs) stuff and everything some of the setups were really funny heartbreak but it some of it was just like it was super cringy like i kept having to pause the movie because i had to take a break i'm like oh my god i I don't know if i can watch this and i kept watching it and i paused it like three or four times just like oh my god yeah i mean sorry they 
stars. Well, I don't know who it stars. A couple people. It's like it takes place in New Zealand. Stars some actors. And I think actresses. Taika Waititi has something to do with the production of it as well. But yeah, like these two women just like break up people either over the phone or they charge extra if they do like an elaborate in like in person breakup. And like the setup was funny. Like the first one that they showed was pretty funny. They are dressed up as police officers and they're like, yep, we searched for him for hours and all we found was this. He's like, that's his keychain. He's like, well, you know. You're probably never seeing him again. He's gone. And then they get in their car and drive away. It's like, all right, the guy's in the backseat. He's like, all right, you're a dead man. Now get out of our car. Hmm. But I'm like, that's messed up to convince somebody's girlfriend that he's dead. Not just he doesn't want to be with you. He's dead. All right, so I got a Netflix key list mile long. Do I add it to the list or skip it? No, no, no. You skip this one. You skip this one. I like threw myself on the sword for you people because it was bad i did not enjoy it the only people i would say should watch this are people that watch everything on netflix no matter what you can watch that you but don't don't sit down and intimately watch it you maybe want to turn it on if you're doing other stuff that's as far as i get with this Mm. i would not watch this it was so bad okay well so i saw a classic this week i yeah just in the mood for yeah one of my not only just a favorite of mine but a classic favorite so i watched what Oh, I said it's wintertime, comfort food, like comfort food movies, you know? Mm-hmm. So I watched me some Risky Business from 1983. Yeah, written and directed by Paul Brickman, starring Tom Cruise when he was like 18 years old. Rebecca D. Mornay, uh, Joe Pan... I can never pronounce this guy's last name. Pantoliano. The that guy, sounds close enough. The guy from The Matrix, he plays Guido, the killer pimp in this. <laughs> I love this movie. It's probably... Top 10, maybe even top 15. For, I don't know why, but I just, I've seen this movie probably 20 times at least. And it's just, it's a great movie. It's fun. It's creative. See, this, this, back in 83, this easily could have been another um, Porky's, you know, just another you know, like National Lampoon Animal House type of movie. It could have easily have been fallen in that category. Right. It's still kind of a teen sex comedy per se, but it's got more smarts to it. More maturity or more smarts? Both. Both? Okay. Yeah. Cool. It's See, just, I've, well, I've never it's, seen this one. It's got a little more maturity to it. You should check it out. And yeah, it's just got a little more smart, definitely smartly written than a lot of those movies. But yeah, so the sum of it is, you know, Tom Cruise plays Joel Goodman. He's a high school senior. He just left at home for like a week by his parents. And he says he's getting a little trouble. You know, one of his friends kind of says, you know, kind of just says, you know, you, you play it safe way too much. You know, and you, once in a while you just got to say, what the f***? Yeah, sometimes you do. And also you got to say, f- your mercy that's right if you're alita <laughs> if you're alita the battle angel yeah and you know he does some things he takes his dad's porsche out for a ride he ends up with this call girl at his house and that just leads from one thing to another where all of a sudden he's got a whole house full of call girls oh wow so yeah i'm not gonna give anything away daniel i think you just need to go check this movie out it's awesome great soundtrack you know a lot of good 70s and 80s songs in it tangerine dream does the score and it's awesome which that sounds awesome (laughs) yeah it's it's so good so yeah check it out risky business definitely a lot of fun Okay, it's definitely one that's been on my list for a while, especially because you've seen it a bunch. And, you know, when you were watching it, like, I just, I, I guarantee you I probably tried to watch it when I was younger and you probably just kicked me out of the room like, yeah, you're too young. Get out. Possibly. I guarantee that's well, happened. Sitting there in the shelf if you want to borrow it, just don't watch it with your mother. Are you sure? Am I old enough? Probably not. No, probably not. 25. I just, I have to wait not, until I'm. Not mature enough, I don't know. 
But yeah, I Paul Brickman like he hasn't really he's done a few things since then, but not a ton. But for being his main movie that he's got in his career, it's a good one. All right, sweet. So yeah, and of course got the famous dancing underwear scene. Yeah, that's like in the that's in like the pop culture zeitgeist at this point. Oh, it, well, it's been there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what's your next film, Daniel? All right. Well, this film, which I am super excited to talk about, because it's a movie that I've seen at least twenty times. Which I know you've seen it at least 40 times. Probably. But this week, I watched Wayne's World and. Oh, oh. Wayne's World! That one? <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah. the movie, Jordan. And what made this extra special is I sat down and I had my girlfriend watch it with me. Aw, you're so she, romantic. She, well, it was more of a necessity at this point because she had never seen it. Ooh, but This is one of those make or break movies, too. That, exactly. And but what blows my eyes, apparently it was her mom's like one of her favorite movies. And I'm like, OK, well, my mom, I've seen tons of my mom's movies, but like I've definitely seen my mom's favorite movie, I think. Yours, my and ours. That or to serve with love, but giant, uh, giant. I've never seen that. Anyway, <laughs> but um, it's just a movie that she had never seen before, and I'm like, all right, well, I think you're actually legitimately gonna like this, and if you don't, then you're mental. <laughs> the door's that way. Yeah, we broke up two week or two months ago. <laughs> Are you mental? But what without. It, it went out. It's a gun rack. <laughs> I, I love that so much. But it went out. Rack. It went off without a hitch. She watched it. She laughed legitimately. Like, it, I'm not actually fearful that she didn't actually enjoy herself because she laughed too hard. It's too many parts. And I was so happy. And by the end of it, she's like, I loved that. And I loved Garth. And I'm like, perfect. Good, good, good. start. We all love Garth. Garth's amazing. I know. It just makes me so excited. Yeah. Watching them on the Oscars last night was just great to see him again. It's, it was pretty brief, but it was still awesome. I know. It just made it more hilarious because I had just watched <laughs> Wayne's World <laughs> like a couple nights before, but I'm so excited. She loved it. And, you know, we had a great time. Her favorite, the time she laughed the hardest was when they're on the set, like at the TV studio, and Wayne writes a bunch of stuff on the uh, the cue cards. Inappropriate things on cue cards. Yeah, she laughed the hardest at saying, he blows goats, I have proof. Or when it's written on the card. Right. But, yes. And I had forgotten about the... Uh, His wife looking in the camera. It's so big. The guys, thanks. I know it's it's just such a good movie it has so many funny parts and I just had such a great time watching it with her and I'm so glad that she liked it which I told her I'm like then I'm not trying to overhype this but Wayne's World arguably has an even better sequel it's at least on the same level but I think it's like the jokes are even funnier in the second one yeah I, I think uh, Wayne's World 2 it's one of those sequels that does what it should do where it stands on the shoulders of the original and just takes everything to the next level and I think it's got more laughs if you ask me and Wayne's World 2 is one of my favorite sequels ever not just comedy sequels but sequels in general ever oh absolutely so I can't wait to watch that one especially you got Kim Basinger and Garth moments in those that are hilarious oh yeah no it's I'm so excited to watch that. We're definitely... I'm going to watch that one with her sometime soon. So, Garth, want to have dinner some night? I like to have dinner every night. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It's just such a good movie, and I can't wait to see watch the second one. Yeah, I'm overdue to watch those. I need to have a Wayne's World Marathon myself. Yeah, I mean... They're just just so iconic. Like, they're the most successful of any Saturday Night Live adaptation from skit to movie, and they're brilliant. 
They're great movies. I love them. Like, you got the Jim Morrison dreams in the second one. Yeah. Well, Shiloh, don't, don't listen to this. Don't listen to this. No spoilers. Mm-hmm. But, so, uh, so great. If, if you have Hulu, they're streaming on Hulu. If you don't have Hulu, go buy them. All right. So I saw f- another film this last week. Another classic. One of my favorites. This one's probably in my top ten. Top ten of best. I know if you're uh, one of these guys on another podcast will listen to it's in its top ten worst. I don't understand it, honestly, but... Anyway, what is after, this controversial after, movie? After, after the Oscars, I decided to go home and just watch. Uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go pull an old um, Best Picture classic off the shelf and watch it. Yeah, it's kind of thinking American Beauty, maybe. But then I decided, nah, you know what? I'm gonna watch some good old Forrest Gump. So I threw on some Forrest Gump and watched that start to finish last night. And I love this movie. Everything about it, it's great. Another one that I've seen probably 20, 30 times. Yeah, uh, I've only seen that movie once, and it was when I. I was really young, so I definitely think I'm overdue. I have to see it again. It is so good. I, know, I just need to make a list of things that I enjoyed as a kid or either didn't get. Like The Big Lebowski, I watched that when I was 16. I was just like, I don't get it. What's this all about? And But you've told me countless times that it just gets better the older you get. Yeah. So I just think I wasn't quite there. But like almost 10 years later, I think I should give it another shot. <laughs> no, you definitely should. Yeah, so Forrest Gump, you know, directed by Robert Zemeckis. Director Beth Future Trilogy. Hell yeah. Yeah, starring Tom Hanks, Robin Wright, Gary Sinise as well. But yeah, it's just, it's such a good, fun movie. Like, I love everything about it. I just love Forrest as a character. I don't know. I mean, what I remember is like, kind of, I know that's what some people say, like, that's a dumb thing, but how he's kind of like has a weird hand in a bunch of historical events. But it's, I think that's just hilarious. I think that's a fun way to, it's a fun way to like, if you're going to like, you know, talk American history or show, I should say show American history, it's a fun way to have some quirky character kind of get involved in a lot of it. Because, I mean, he goes from, you know, he uh, goes to college, but then he goes from college to Vietnam. So he's involved in that. He's involved, you know, he meets Kennedy at the White House, meets Nixon. Uh, he, he gets involved in the Watergate scandal a little bit. Yeah. I think that's one of the my Well, I think one of the fair things he gets involved in that was kind of a small part is when he's doing his running at the end and that gentleman comes up to him like hey i'm in the uh bumper sticker business and i'm just out of ideas and i don't know do you got anything for me i'm about to go bankrupt and then he's like oh geez man wow you just stepped in a giant pile of dog <laughs> force is like it happens <laughs> what <laughs> sometimes <laughs> the next thing you see is a uh happens sticker on the back of a truck it takes off and then gets t-boned <laughs> yeah anyway great moment there i know if you haven't seen this one you should probably check it out. I need to. I definitely need to watch this one again. Oh, you have to. It's so so good. It's I like Wayne's World. It's very quotable, also. Yeah. But I love him and Jenny's relationship. As much as as an adult, I've come to think, man, that Jenny girl is a real B word because she's just quite the user. She's very self. It's about her. It's all about her and how she feels and like whatever. And Forrest is just madly in love with her, but uh, whatever, you know what? They, I mean, we've all been there. We've all been there. He started out childhood friends, and he just never let go. You know, he's like, I love this girl so much. Yeah, I mean, she was his so, only friend. It still makes it to be a very, very sweet relationship, but uh, yeah, and then of course you got the end scene at her grave, which still brings me to tears. Yeah, I mean, we'd say spoilers, but this movie is how old now? 25 years now. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, you should have already seen it. But yeah, so yeah. That was my second movie this week, Forrest Gump. Well, that's a solid movie, Jordan. I bad shrimp boat, yeah. Lieutenant Dan, you got magic legs. <laughs> yeah. I can't, what are you doing here, Lieutenant Dan? Well, I can't just stretch my sea legs, but you ain't got no legs, Lieutenant Dan. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah. You just need to watch it again. I know. I need to watch it. Like, I remember a lot of it, but yeah, I definitely just need to check it out again. All right. Did you have a third movie? Or do we... Uh, no, I only, had, I only had those two movies this week. 
Okay, well, why don't we move into our movie news here? Daniel, take it away! Today in movie news. So, what I have for movie news, one, Sylvester Stallone is set to produce and star in a superhero film. And the what I read is uh, the kind of premises is he's playing an aging superhero who went missing 20 years ago after a big battle. Um, the movie's called The Samaritan, or Samaritan or The Samaritan. <sighs> Either way, but so it sounds interesting. Like that sounds I, kind of cool. I love always like deconstruction of the superhero, kind of like some real Neil game and stuff. But I don't. I just uh, I I think it sounds interesting. Sylvester Stallone's always really good. Yeah, you can't go wrong, with Stallone. I mean, I don't care what the movie is he's in. At the very least, he's always very likable. He is even when it's cheesy, like in the Expendables. Sylvester Stallone still is fun. Yeah, exactly. So I'll see anything he's in. Yeah, so definitely one to check out. I don't I don't think it's going to be coming out anytime soon, though. So we'll just have to, you know, it's check got, out Brightburn instead. He's got to finish Rambo first. Exactly. So the next piece of movie news is Space Jam 2 is definitely happening now. They uh, set a yeah. release date for July 16th, 2021. Really? With LeBron James. 2021? Yeah. So just in a couple years. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. Oh, I know. It's a solid song. Well, that'll be fun. I mean, I don't know if we necessarily need a sequel to Space Jam, but eh, it could be pretty fun. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah, and it's got, I mean, like... Hopefully it has some of the good magic the first one had. Hopefully. I'm like, I'm interested to see the Looney Tunes characters again. Yeah, I mean, it could just be that, you know, I was pretty young when the first one came out that I was like, oh, man, this is the coolest. And now I would probably might be like, oh, wow. But we'll see. I know. They had like a 20th anniversary edition. 20. Yep. Make you feel old yet? Shut up. That was only 10 bucks. I almost picked it up today. Shut up. But yeah, I mean, it's going to be starring the Toon Squad. Uh, They even released a promo that had LeBron James, Bugs Bunny, and Lola Bunny on the front. And I don't know. It's it's something to definitely watch out for. I think I'll definitely be seeing this just for because, I mean... I watched it a ton as a kid and yeah. said it to all my siblings. It's just one of the things that we all got along for like an hour and a half. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll definitely watch it. And then something completely unexpected, but it's officially been confirmed. A Quiet Place Part 2 was recently announced. Still going to be directed by John Krasinski. And it also has a release date of 5-15-2020, which is a lot sooner than I would have ever expected it to. Got strike with irons hot. Yeah. Well, it, that'll be cool. I, I enjoyed it. My biggest regret of 2018 was not seeing that in theaters. Yeah, that that was a great, that was probably one of my favorite theater experiences last year. Is that last year, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> 2018. Summer. Yeah, I mean, it was, like May, I think, it was in the year. Oscars this year, so it was last year. Yeah. Way to snub it, Oscars, by the way. But whatever. Yeah. I know, it was a great movie. It had a lot of critical and, like, audience acclaim. So I'm just kind of surprised that it didn't go up for more awards and it didn't end yeah, up well, getting we'll any. Yeah, we'll see where a sequel goes. I, I thought it was solid standalone, and if they never made a sequel, I wouldn't care. But, yeah, we'll see where they take it. Yeah, I'm just. Uh, I it's, from what I heard, it, it is following the same family, and it seems like it's gonna pick off, pick or pick up at the end of the first one. Okay, right when she's like gearing up. I know, which kind of makes it cool. I'm like, am I about to watch like a silent film 
action movie or are they it's gonna or is it just gonna be louder because they know how to kill him now which i'm kind of curious to see how he's gonna take that yeah that'd be interesting so there's definitely a lot of intrigue and like kind of possibilities that he could go so i'm definitely excited to see where he's gonna go what would be awesome is if uh one of the theaters of our house does a double feature uh, opening night where they show the first one again then i can go see it in theaters and then we go see the second one that'd be awesome if not i'll let you borrow the dvd or i'm sorry i'm not from the 90s it's the blu-ray anything else for movie news uh no that's all i have this week all right well i guess let's move into the main event here and let's talk some how to train your dragon the hidden world (sighs) all right here we are jordan all right i'm gonna let you go first just tell us your how to train your dragon history tell us a little bit about your anticipation going into this and which briefly what you thought about the movie all right so my history is I completely missed the first one. I didn't see it in theaters. It's just, I was kind of in the phase where I just hardly ever saw a movie. I saw a movie maybe once every like three or four months. And it's just one of the ones I'm sure I was just like kind of old enough that I'm just like animation is for kids. And now I'm just like, wow, what an idiot. But I, so I missed the first one. I didn't end up getting to see the first one until the second one came out. And I actually ended up watching, renting the first one. And then we went and watched the second one, I think the same day. And I was just like, this is awesome. I loved it. Like in it from the first to the second one, they do like a five year time jump and the characters grow up and it's just like, and it ups the ante a little bit and it's just a great sequel. So, and that was like all the way back in like 2014 or something. I think so. Yeah. I think it was 2010, 14 and now 19. Yeah. So, I mean, they take their time for the movies and it's, I was so I'm just had so much anticipation for this, so much fear though, because I'm like, I love the first two. So I'm like, and I know they're supposed to, like, this is supposed to end the trilogy. So I was just kind of anxious. I'm like, oh man, I hope it's good. I hope it's just as good, if not better. You know, I just would, I would have been crushed if this was bad. But I'm going to say it was not. And just going into the third one, I really enjoyed myself. And there's a lot of good stuff to talk about in this movie. So that's, that's my initial impressions. I'll stop there for now. Okay, so... Coming at this a little bit different angle than you. I've seen the trailers for this, you know, look good and all that. There's just one problem. I had never seen How to Train Your Dragon 1 or 2. So this last week, on top of uh, Risky Business and Forrest Gump, I doubled down and watched the first two dragons. I know, and you almost skipped the second one. (laughs) Almost. I was just like, well... Do I need to watch it? We'll see. I know. I made you watch the second one, and I'm I'm sure at this point you're glad you did. Yeah. So I watched the first one, and I thought that one was really good. I didn't think it was great, because... So my, I guess my history with this is I, I just missed it originally in theaters. I heard good things about it, but I just didn't get around to seeing it. So then the sequel's coming out. Heard it was equally good, and I still just didn't get around to seeing the first to go in and see the second one. And just, so I missed them both, and third one here like all right well now i I just i have to do it like i have got to sit down and just watch these movies and i gotta say the first great movie not quite as good as people kind of made out to be i I thought i thought it was still pretty good like if i had to grade that one out i'd probably give it a b maybe b minus ish it was a good foundation setter but wasn't you know like if you compare it to like i don't know dreamworks's other stuff like shrek i like shrek one way better than dragon one however dragon number two is what really pulled me in and i love the story development of that one the character's elevate to the next level of their journey and yeah i just i love the second one quite a bit i thought it was just 
phenomenal. Great stuff. And then I went to the third one and that one was, I think, just as good. So pretty good start and then two awesome sequels. And what I love about these movies is they do what sequels need to do. They stand on the shoulders of the ones that came before it and just make the world bigger and better and just take the characters to the next level. You know, they, there's great story arcs with at least a couple of the main characters in these movies. And it's just fun to watch them evolve and grow. I know. And that's just one of... Like you said, that, that's just what's great about these movies is the sequels. I mean, from first to third, they just get better. And yeah, I would say you're kind of right. Like the first one's definitely the weakest, but it pours such a good foundation. And you know what? In hindsight, if the sequels weren't, if they were like subpar, then I think the the first one would be like really downgraded. But the fact that it kind of sets a great foundation and then they actually take advantage of that mm-hmm. and just build upon it and constantly improve. Yeah, and Shrek kind of went the opposite direction. Shrek 1 was amazing. I still love Shrek 2 quite a bit as well. Yeah, they, I, I do too. I think that actually was one that kind of stood on the shoulders of the sequel. But then they dropped the ball a little bit, I thought, thought with Shrek 3. Just... It was fine, but it wasn't nearly as good as the first two. When you compare trilogy to trilogy, I take the Dragon trilogy. Oh, absolutely. By by far. I mean, and that's one of the funny things is maybe that's why I skipped when it first came out because they went DreamWorks had Shrek. That was their big franchise. And then when that ended, How to Train Your Dragon became the next big franchise that they have. And hopefully they don't continue to make more and more and more and then like sour the brand. Hopefully they just like start with something fresh and new. I'd love to see just a brand new idea come out of DreamWorks. I hope, uh, hopefully, because they've actually been doing a lot of good stuff the last few years, especially with the Dragon series, but they have like a few Netflix cartoons like Troll Hunters, which is also really good. Hmm, I haven't seen that. It's actually produced by Guillermo del Toro, or created by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. Well, that's cool. So it's actually got a like a really good storyline but like i'm saying like i like what they've been doing so i'm kind of hoping what they have in the wings for their next thing is gonna be like on par with what they've been doing with those so i don't know i'm just i'm really into these movies and oh yeah but this movie like it blew me away there was so much good stuff in here and i just i'm so excited to talk about it (laughs) well let's talk about it yeah i'm gonna start off by saying i checked this out in 3d so it's kind of funny because i started watching the first one like i got home really late i think it was thursday night i watched maybe 20 minutes of the second one then i went to bed got up the next morning and watched the rest of the second one I thought about like like literally getting in my car and 20 minutes later going and watching the third one. But then I said I kind of spaced it out a little bit. And the next showing was a 3D showing. And so glad I saw this thing in 3D because holy cow, was this thing amazing in 3D. It just made everything pop, especially the dragon flying sequences in the sky. Like there's a great sequence with Toothless and what, Light Fury? Is that the color? Light Fury, yeah. Light Fury, yeah. There's a great sequence between those two flying in the sky together that was just looked amazing. Like, And that's one thing that too about each of these movies is animation has definitely gone up in each one. I think it looks pretty sharp. Even I don't think the first one looked very dated at all. I thought it looked pretty good, but you can still see the animation go up a little bit in each one. Oh, the animation. And yeah, something we talked about too was just the animation gets better, obviously just in time, but the cinematography that they implement in each movie just gets more. Yeah, same director. And I think he just tried new things and went in different directions with each one. And yeah, again, cinematography. There's some cool sequences in this third one here. Just the way the camera would like pan around stuff and stuff's happening. Oh yeah, and Just, yeah, I know, there's a lot like a lot of the sky stuff was really well shot. Yeah, and like you said, like it's the same director for all three of the movies, which I think is probably one of the strongest points for why these movies are so good. Like this, they stuck with the same director. He seemed to have a a fleshed out vision of what he wanted to do and a story that he wanted to tell. Yeah, you hear that Warner Brothers? You should have brought back Lord and Miller to do Lego Movie 2! I mean, it was fine, Jordan. It was fine. 
could have been better. It probably could have been awesome. But anyway, <clears throat> so let's see here. I'm just looking at my list here of likes. Uh, we've talked about talked about the animation, the 3D. Uh, something I want to mention about the animation because I saw this with my girlfriend, and I remember like right after the movie ended, I'm like, I was talking to her, and she's like, that's kind of a weird thing to be think that's super cool like she wasn't understanding but there's a scene where toothless is like kind of courting the light fury and he starts drawing in the sand and i'm just like looking at him like oh my god and at the end she's like what was that i'm like did you not see that sand how good did that look the animation looked crazy for how detailed the sand was and she's just like why is the sand what you're being excited about i'm like because it looked so real it looked amazing gosh (laughs) god does she not get it she she didn't quite get it. Just like, too wrapped up in the romance of it, I guess. I, I, so I, I don't know if it. I don't know if it was quite as good as the sand in that Pixar short. I'm trying to blank to its name, but the Pixar short with that little bird on the beach. I know which one you're talking about. Don't remember what it's called, but it was in front of Finding Dory. Yeah, not quite there, that. But still looked amazing. Yeah, and that was one of my favorite scenes in general. I really love him interacting with uh, Light Fury quite a bit. Yeah, it just, it looks so good. <laughs> and you have, like, I almost call him Toothpick. Toothless uh, doing those, you know, different dancing things around her. And Hiccup's over in the bushes, like, kind of, like, giving him signals of what to do. And he's trying to, like, imitate what he thinks he wants him to do. Yeah, I, it was just really cute, really funny. It was a little cheesy, but it was really cute. Yeah. But, yeah, and I I remember thinking, I'm just like, well, he's an animal. Shouldn't he know how to do this? I'm like, I guess if he's just been around people for years and years and years, and it's been the until this movie, the only one of his kind, like, I guess it would make sense that he wouldn't know how to interact with another dragon like yeah. him. But he's just not used to being around females. Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> Like, hey, what is this? <laughs> Something new. Yeah, um, a couple things that I loved. Uh the beginning fight scene where they all kind of do they're doing their stealth mission, they all land on like the uh, trapper barge, mm-hmm. start freeing the dragons. I thought that was a really cool way to begin. Like, you know, like you don't need a slow start for the third movie. You can just jump right into it, which is one of the strongest. No, and I appreciate like that too. I like movies, especially sequels that start out with something big at first, because yeah, you know, you're not trying to slowly build up the characters and introduction. Yeah, like Spider man <laughs> you know you can just jump right into the action and i appreciate that yeah so i thought that beginning fight scene was super cool and i don't know i just love the dragon armor that they have in this one mm, which that was a cool part and one of the things i thought astrid's blue dragon scale armor was probably my favorite but hiccups you know black dragon armor's looked really cool as well i just i just think that's such a cool thing because i also felt like a good progression from the second one where he makes that little wingsuit for himself so years later it would make sense that his team essentially he would make them for the other people and kind of like upgrade them too yeah i've only been on the uh, train for a week now but I love the surprises in the second one. Like, what, one thing I like about all three of these movies is that there's loss and gain in each one. Especially yeah. for Hiccup there. Absolutely. Like, in the first one, he loses his leg. He gains a friend, though. You know, was a little toothless. Well, yeah, and they kind of... Or, you know, he he maims Toothless and then Toothless maims him at the end. Yep, it's true. And that kind of like gave them a bond there. Yeah. And then in the second one, you know, they you know the story continues. He meets his long lost mother who he thought was dead, right? Yeah, they thought he, she was dead. Okay. Meets her, uh, but spoiler alert, loses his father at the end of that one. Which I was a little worried when I saw Gerald Butler's name in the uh, IMDb page for the third one. I, first thing I was like, oh my gosh, are they going to re- somehow like through voodoo magic resurrect him or something? like that bring him back from the dead and it's just gonna be like because you know, that was a really big emotional moment in that second one and it would just be so like belittled 
I guess is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Had they just brought him back. No, absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. But luckily, like, yeah, when I was thinking about that, I'm like, okay, like, maybe he'll kind of appear to him as, like, a force ghost kind of thing. But... Luckily, yeah, see, I, they, didn't, I didn't even want that. <laughs> yeah, but luckily they only use him for flashbacks. A couple flashback moments. Which was awesome because, like, you see the flashbacks actually start even before the first How to Train Your Dragon. Mm-hmm. Like, when Hiccup's, like, a very little kid. Uh, one thing I want to say I love about the second one, too, is even though it wasn't too long, was the relationship between his parents. Like, when they first see each other again after not seeing each other for years. That was a great moment. Yeah. And the, the second one had a lot of cool moments like that. Like, when they first go into that ice world, that was cool. Kind of reminded me of Pandora from Avatar. Yeah, a little bit. I know, it had that, like, that lush greenery. Yeah, so, and that was that was pretty awesome. So, yeah, sorry if I'm probably going to talk about all three a little bit. We're still going to try to keep the focus on the third one, obviously, because that's the new one. Well, yeah, and, like, the, the world building is incredible. Yeah, and I enjoyed, so, I don't think it was a spoiler. They do find the uh, hidden world, and they go inside it, which, I don't know how you would ever live there first off, because it seems like the only way to really get down into it is through... You know, by having something that flies, be it a dragon or in the future an airplane. Right. (laughs) Helicopter. Otherwise, I don't know how you really get down there. So that would have been pretty inconvenient for living. Right. But. Like, I could have seen it happen just because everybody in Burke or most people seem to have a dragon of their own. Would have worked for them, yes. Right. But not a normal person. (laughs) No. What a cool world that was. It was fun to kind of go down there and explore that world for a little bit. Those little dragonfly things was cool. That that was another sequence that looked really cool in 3D was them flying around there and the dragonflies everywhere. Oh, yeah. That that definitely popped. Everything looked. Oh, that looks so cool in 3D. What was his. I'm trying to think. What was his main. Everything seemed to be going good at. with Brooke? Burke? Burke. Burke. Everything seemed to be going good there. I remind me what the motivation to move was. Okay, so in the third, like the uh, the bad guy that they introduce in the third one, um, you know, he's hunting the Night Fury, and essentially they're trying to escape. Like, because essentially their whole thing is like they keep attacking dragon trappers, and so they accumulate more dragons. So they're essentially just talking about how they just keep on painting a bigger and bigger target on themselves. Because people know who's doing it; they know it's the people from Burke that keep doing this. Mm-hmm. So they're just afraid that eventually they're just going to get like massively attacked, which, you know, By all kinds of armies from every direction. <laughs> exactly. So they essentially want to disappear to a new, essentially establish a new Burke and a secret location say, where they can just I mean, live in peace with pack, their dragons. Packed up what they could on their flying dragons and took off. Yeah. So, you know, and that's what, that's what motivated <laughs> Kind of rest them. stop and decide to call that one home. <laughs> yeah. They were still going to go try to find the hidden world and make, make that their ultimate home, but... Is a spoiler area? I don't know. Uh, it's just, I mean, it's in a world. Um, I guess, is there any more general thoughts before we can kind of get Yeah, I'm trying dive? to think, maybe we should go into some spoilers here, but yeah, overall general thoughts. After seeing all three of these movies, I think this is a great trilogy. This third one is amazing. I would definitely go check it out in 3D. I thought I might even in this next week go see it again in 3D. Yeah, and same. I mean, we didn't even, <laughs> I didn't really touch on that, but we, like, especially you, Jordan, you usually. Like, when we see 3D movies, we always usually walk away with, like, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the 3D didn't really add much. Like, it was had a couple pop-out sequences, and that's it. But for this movie, it added a lot of depth, a lot of clarity, and it was well worth it. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, I, I saw it before Daniel did, and I remember getting out and telling him, like, oh, my gosh, if you can, go see this in 3D. Yeah, and I knew that was a big deal, because you never actually tell me to do something like that. So I changed the movie time from a 4 o'clock showing to a 9 o'clock showing, because that was the next 3 
3D showing. 3D. All right, cool. Well, yeah, why don't we go into spoilers here and we'll just further talk some Dragon 3 here. So everything from this point on is spoilers. So if you don't want to hear anything, turn it off right now. Go see the movie, then come back and listen. All right. Let's get into these meat and potatoes. So I remember one of the reasons I told you when you asked me if you should like see the watch the second one before you see the third one i remember telling you that like i thought the second one was going to be like the emotional core of the trilogy just because of like everything that happens especially at the end mm-hmm. well i didn't know if this was like if the studio announced this is going to be the last one or not so i didn't know if it was going to be the kind of movie that's going to be you know end with and they're going to try to put a bow around it and wrap it up nicely yeah well from my understanding this is supposed to be like the last one oh, cool but after seeing the third one now i'm like i'm not really sure if the second one is the emotional core because the the third one just like kind of bring it it brings it it brings the emotion it brings the the drama it brings the cinematography it just brings everything to the next level i mean this there's so many good moments so many emotional moments and i don't know i just we're not gonna about the very end quite yet but i'm trying to think, let's go over a few things we liked and didn't like i like this new bad guy i don't think he was quite as intimidating as the guy in the second level who's the bad guy in the second it one it was like drago drago so i didn't think he was quite as intimidating intimidating as that guy per se but that guy also had more like a large physical presence where this guy was supposed to be more just like a mad scientist kind he's of he's more like an agile predator mm-hmm. he was still a cool bad guy like don't get me wrong i i enjoyed him one of my favorite scenes was when they kidnapped uh shoot remember her name oh ball uh, something something ball Oh, uh, scrap ball. Scrap. It's a uh, uh, tough nut. Tough and rough nut. nut. Oh, okay. Nut. So rough nuts the girl. Oops. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he like, kidnaps rough. They kidnap rough nut, and yeah, her escape was just hilarious to me. How she just talking her mouth off, annoying the hell out of him until finally he just lets her go. Yeah. Which I mean, it's just hilarious because I mean I like her character he just cracks me up and how she has a crush on different dudes in each one she's yeah no she is really funny but yeah that, that was a scene that was really great uh one thing I loved I loved his uh his dragons he had really cool looking they're kind of like scorpion-ish yeah shot acid that's one thing i i one of my likes too is well for all the movies and including this one is my like is they always add at least one dragon to the main cast or the forefront of the movie Mm -hmm. i mean i really loved uh those and you you get to see new dragons every movie too which is awesome well i like how he basically had this like life size made a life size drone out of them where they each had a corner and like he'd be in the center and then flying him everywhere oh dude i I like that that too i love that uh sequence too to uh, when they're they're in his fortress all caught and he's got like the chain link around them right and just everything that goes on in there i thought that was a really cool sequence yeah no that definitely was super cool i you know, said those dragons are cool they spat acid and like had like they were like scorp they had scorpion tails too which was crazy yeah, and that was a lot of cool stuff there too that looked good in 3d yeah no i like that and oh another dragon that they introduced at the in the first scene of the movie had like this like gigantic like horns almost like huge kind of moose looking horns mm-hmm. and when i looked at that dragon i'm like oh i bet that dragon just ram stuff and then later like towards the end of the movie you see it like i think it's in at the end of that scene that we we're just talking about that it like rams like the side of the fortress and just like collapses part of it yeah that was cool. So I'm like, that's also just very cool design. And just like, it's nice to like look at something you're like, oh, that's your purpose. And to see it happen later in the movie was great. Looking at my notes here as far as likes go. Before we talk about the end here. Um, I guess one of my other likes is just the character development in this. Yeah, I thought, I mean, I thought Hiccup and... Uh, Astrid. Astrid had really good character development. I know, they... 
they get the most character development out of the uh the main cast of characters like their little team they definitely get the most which also kind of ties into like a dislike too is that the um his team doesn't get as much character development throughout the three movies i mean they do get some but just not nearly as much as the astrid and hiccup but that doesn't really detract from how good the movies are it's just kind of like a thing that it would have been nice to see yeah, that, and that's one of my dislikes is his friends don't get that much character development in these. I, I think part part of what bugged me about this as far as a dislike goes, well, I think it's about, and there really wasn't a lot to dislike about this movie, but one of my dislikes was in the beginning, you know, we talked about how his friends sneak up onto the ship, you know, they're going to free some dragons. How kind of moronic some of his friends still behave. Yeah. Like, none of them have really grown up, and they still just act childish and are very noisy and this is his team out of the whole village this is his i know they're his friends but like this is his team he chooses to go spy with essentially yeah and yeah they're just ruining it for him like that one i know it's supposed to be played for last but that one's got the baby dragon with him at all times yeah and i'm like you're not gonna do that on a spy mission you know when you're trying to be stealth you're just not gonna do that no, and you know what makes that kind of forgivable is after that sequence, Astrid points out she's like, "That was sloppy. We need to train more. We need to train harder because that was terrible." Yeah. So yeah. that was kind of nice that and they again, not, not too much to complain about when it comes to this, but yeah, his friends being a little underdeveloped kind of annoyed me a little bit, but not too much because there was so much good stuff chock full in this movie that it was just worth, you know, it's fine. But yeah, I'm trying to think of some other good stuff. I mean, we talked about. I just, I just loved everything from uh, Toothless and his gal, like them discovering each other, to him just like, you know, becoming kind of obsessed. Like, what was that? I need to see that again or see her again. Right. Um, to that little courtship moment on the beach, to them that sequence of them flying in the sky together was just amazing. That, no, that was awesome. Kind of reminded me of uh, Jasmine and Aladdin just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, flying, flying through the cl- clouds. Yeah, is that- but that's also something that i didn't mention is i loved how the the light fury had like that camouflage ability oh yeah like and that's how she was disappearing she'd shoot like a fireball and just kind of like act like camouflage herself it's almost like she would like shoot the fireball and go into light speed and just gone yeah that's kind (laughs) of what it felt like and it was awesome i thought that was really cool because i remember watching the trailer i'm like wait how is like is it just like a teleporting dragon like that's what it made it seem like it was Mm -hmm. but i like how it had like a camouflage element to it that's pretty cool all right well should we talk about the end should we we're already in spoilers here should we just talk about this end let's do it again we talked about each movie has gain and loss in this and so each movie hiccup has something he gains and something he loses and by the end of this he realizes that he's gotta let poor toothless go live his own life he's met the woman of his or the dragon of his dreams and now he's gotta let him go you know they really do a good job i think showing the emotion of this all like yeah i love you you're my you're like my best friend but you've met somebody and it makes sense that you two are together and if you're gonna thrive in this world because what were they like they were essentially like the me- like the head of this the entire of this place. He yeah. was the alpha, essentially. Of the, of the, the alpha of the hidden world. Yeah, that's right. He was like the Mufasa. Or yeah, kind of. Going to be crowned Mufasa, at least. Exactly. This new world. I know. And he just like wanted to find it for the hidden world for his all of his people. But then when they realized that they can't live there, that but that's like the, essentially like utopia for the dragons. Yep. Where they can live peacefully together. Yeah. But yeah, has to give him up. 
Well, in turn of events, everybody gave up their dragon. I didn't see that coming. No, that was one of my biggest surprises because at the end, he's just like, yeah, you need to go and be with your mate and like, I'm going to miss you. And it's just like, it was heart wrenching and they play it off so well, but I was not expecting that everybody just literally like at the end, they just all take the saddles off. Everyone's just taking the other saddles off. And that was a great moment, though. They're all standing at the end, end edge of the cliffside there and all the dragons are flying away. And I mean, I was I got him and I was a little choked up like, oh, man. I mean, I I was really choked. I'm like, I cried for like the last half an hour. Of this and movie. then I just kind of waiting for everything to fade to black. But then there's more. Yeah. So then we get what was a really awesome shot of the village. They fast forward to wintertime. And I tell you, as far as like how good the animation looked, that looks so good with all the snow everywhere. Oh, it did. Just the camera panning through. Kind of looked like Whoville a little bit. A little bit. I think a little bit more like Frozen, but... Yeah. But then, yeah, we see everybody gathered in the courtyard and we're like, oh, what's going on here? And then we realize, oh, a wedding. Oh, they're getting married. Awesome. Good moment there. And then they kiss and I'm right there. I'm thinking, all right, cool. Well, that ties it all up. Wraps a nice bow on it. Good. And then there's more. And then there's more. And that's when they do like the the time jump again. Yeah, they jump forward just a little bit in time. And it turns out, why do I always forget her name? Astrid. Astrid. <laughs> it's just not a common chick name. Well, I know. Plus, you've just, you had to like catch up on all this history in well, a maybe, week. I guess Hiccup's <laughs> not a really common guy name either. No. So Hiccup and Astrid are adults now. And they got little babies of their own. You know, little kids like three and four years old or something like that. Yeah. They're out on a family voyage, a little ship, and lo and behold, they run into Toothless and Light Fury. And cool little surprise there. I mean, I started tearing up there too, like, oh. And then like all these, these little itty bitty baby dragons pop up and I was like, oh, oh no. I see you're crying right now, just thinking about it. I mean, it kind of makes me want to tear up again. Like that's... <laughs> My saving grace was that the girl behind me was crying way louder than I was. It was it wasn't quite that loud, but like she was audibly bawling her eyes out and which made me feel better. I'm like, okay, maybe people won't notice how badly I'm crying. Uh, That's funny. Because like I said, I was crying for like the last half an hour of this movie. This means you're human. I know, it's just a really good movie. But I thought that was a great ending, and, you know, they kind of say their hellos and stuff. Again, it could have ended right there, but then it goes further. They show him doing, like, just a for all time's sake flight on Toothless with his son. And, oh my gosh, I just... That's where I probably got a little tear jerky right there for sure was just that sequence. And this was kind of, this part was kind of strange as they show, um, Audrey, no, Astrid, Astrid, they show her dragon and her on her dragon, which kind of like was out of nowhere because it's just supposed to be a moment. With, I feel like it was supposed to just be a moment with Light Fury, Toothless and their family. And then, and they don't even, cause they don't even show her dragon at first, but then all of a sudden she's riding it. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't think that was too off putting. Like I feel well, like it would... cause it's, it's it's the same thing like we wanted to give her a last ride and her dragon for all time sake too i get that show her up front then i guess yeah but anyway but maybe they would have taken away from seeing light fury or seeing uh toothless with his family i think so I i'm like it's a little nitpicky but, but it, yeah. needless to say great sequence and i loved it it was awesome and what a way what a way to end the movie like I, those last 15 minutes were just great no they were and honestly like after seeing all three of them i can safely say like this might be my all like all time favorite trilogy it's definitely in the running because the movies just get better and better clearly they never ex- seen star wars well i've seen star wars i mean <laughs> the prequels are amazing 
<laughs> that Jar Jar, I tell you. Ooh, he's the key to everything. Yeah. But yeah, um, it's just it just improves how you want a series to improve like it lays the base and it just continually builds on the movie before it yeah and like i said this is if this is the third one and the or excuse me if this is the final one then what a way to wrap everything up i mean this felt very like kind of what toy story 3 did just wrapped it all up very organically too yes yeah which gosh I know. I know. It makes you worry about the fourth tour story. I, I know. Me I know. too. I'm so worried about it. And much as I'm anticipating I am scared. Yeah. Well, that's how I kind of felt for this movie because I'm like, the first two are amazing. This is supposed to be the last one. I hope they nail it. Oh, and they, they nailed it. They nailed it. All right. Yes. No, I, I think as, as a whole, this is a great story about a boy and his dragon. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. And if somebody who just got introduced to it and saw it for the first time last week, I think it's great. I'm a fan. Might even buy the triple pack Blu-ray when it comes out. That's yeah. When the movie ended, I was I saw it with my girlfriend and I said, I know what I need. I want you to get for Christmas. And she's like, the Blu-ray triple pack. I'm like, yeah. She <laughs> noted. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully I'll be getting this. I mean, it'll be out by then. Yeah. Oh, but cool. I'm just. I am so relieved and so happy that they nailed this movie and that they just delivered in an epic trilogy. Yeah, and I, I gotta say, I like this a lot better than Lego Movie 2. Yeah, I mean, it's not even a fair comparison. It, it kind of sucks as much as I, Lego 2 movie was still pretty good, but it's no Dragon 2 or Dragon 3. Yeah. So, and as far as being a sequel goes, it went downhill from the first one, which is not the direction sequels need to go. No. Needless to say, as far as like that was being a little bit of a disappointment a couple weeks ago i'm happy i mean i I walked out of the theater just smiling like i walked around the mall for a little bit and just was had a smile on my face afterwards yeah it's just a good spirited movie and just moves you i guess no it really does and man i guess i guess i'm gonna i guess we're grading this out i mean i i've said everything i want to say i've gushed the entire time i'm just blown away by this movie and the whole trilogy i'm just like a plus plus for me like this ended perfectly like one of my favorite franchises so for me i'm I'm gonna give a grade for all three of them i say for the first one solid b really good movie great start to everything second one solid a like took everything to the next level this also took everything to the next level i think since it didn't go down at all i will say a plus for the third one especially since it just popped in 3d and the animation just got that much better a plus. Yeah. And I understand 3D is like a bit more of a, a jump for a lot of people, but definitely worth Some, the money. Sometimes it's necessary, you know? Treat yourself. You know, that's what I did when I saw for the second time Fallout. Yeah, it's not actually a movie I would I would have thought would have been good in 3D, but it had a couple sequences that were really cool, like the helicopter sequence and the halo jump sequence. Oh, yeah. Those sometimes, awesome. sometimes, you know, it's no gravity in 3D, but sometimes you just got to pay and go see in 3D. Yeah, but this one, like... It, I think it improved the movie on so many levels. And like I said, I might go in the next week and check it out again. Same. All right. Well, why don't we uh, wrap this up here? We've been rambling on for a good hour almost. All right. Daniel, why don't you let everybody know where they can find us? You can find us on movies underscore brews on Instagram and Twitter. Let us know what you... <laughs> 
Let us know what you thought of these movies. Hopefully you liked them. Let us know uh, which one's your favorite, which dragon's your favorite, and which character's your favorite. And, you know, also just always let us know what you think of the show and uh, what you're excited to see later in the year and what you want us to cover. And feel free to leave us some five-star reviews. Those help. Yeah, reviews definitely help. All right, and share the the, uh, podcast with friends, too. That'd be awesome. Because, yeah, we're hoping to get some sponsors here soon. This has been Movies and Brews. And we'll see you next time. Cheers. Cheers.